This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. Saul Alinsky. Community organizer, author, and radical activist for social change in America has had a profound and chilling effect on American society. He started his journey in organizing and activism with communists, learning some of the best agitating techniques from them, and then expanded and spread that knowledge to a new generation of American radicals who would eventually wind up in positions of great power in the United States. This series reached out to Stanley Kurtz, a senior fellow at the Ethics and Public Policy Center, who reminds us just how effective Alinsky's so-called rules for radicals are and have been. There's the most famous rule, uh, which is pick a target, freeze it, personalize it, and polarize it. And that is very widely used. Pick a target, freeze it, personalize it. That part of it means... You've got to find an enemy. You've got to create a public enemy who has a face, so to speak. Kurtz offers a recent example of this tactic. For example, think of the uh, the Koch brothers. Everybody knows the Koch brothers. Now, you could, you could have a giant public campaign against uh, rich Republican conservative donors, and to some degree that actually happens. People talk about the so-called 1%, but even better than that is to give it a face and give it a name and make it seem the absolute quintessence of evil. And so that is what the Koch brothers supposedly are. Of course, the Koch brothers are just successful businessmen who are libertarians and care about American principles. But according to the left, they are the essence of evil and the symbol of of what's wrong with Republicans. And, And so by turning this into a personal thing, uh, you really excite your base. Look at what Harry Reid did during the midterm elections. He continually attacked on the Senate floor the Koch brothers. And what was going on there? Well, uh, the uh, young people uh, who are so important a part of the Democratic coalition, the young people uh, are committed uh, to this fossil fuel divestment crusade, and they see the Koch brothers as symbols of uh, people who are destroying the environment and effectively uh, destroying the world. And Harry Reid wanted those young people to vote. Uh, the Democrats are in trouble unless those millennials and college students come out to vote, and they tend not to do that in the midterms. So you pick the target uh, and you make it the Koch brothers who put a personal face on everything that's bad in order to motivate your side uh, to come out. Kurtz continues. And, of course, the last part of that rule is you polarize it. The idea isn't that we've got some people we can make a compromise with here. We've got to get people who are evil. We've got to make a giant up-and-down choice between good and evil, and that's what you do with your personal target like the Koch brothers. So this is going on 
again and again uh, nowadays. It isn't just the Koch brothers. Uh, again, with Scott Walker, you saw the unions uh, try to turn him into a kind of symbol of Republican evil. So you, you see this famous rule going on all the time. This tactic has been so effective that the Koch brothers, who are no higher than 59th in political contributions, are widely believed to have bought and paid for every recent election in America. Alinsky's tactics have proven so successful that they have worked against some of the most powerful politicians in the country and, perhaps surprisingly, even when employed against Democrats, like Chicago Mayor Richard Daley. Alinsky put together a group called the Woodlawn Organization, or TWO, in the late 1950s to fight for the interest of black residents of the Woodlawn area of Chicago. From the documentary The Democratic Promise, Saul Alinsky and His Legacy. Uh, The problem was that at that time Woodlawn was um, deteriorating in certain areas where slum landlords were getting away with murder. Uh, And so we had uh, ready targets to hit. So we went in and we proceeded to find out what the issues are and then organize around that. Alinsky preached that power is built through issue campaigns that train leaders and prepare the organization for bigger fights. For TWO, that opportunity came when the state declared Chicago's voter rolls corrupt, forcing the entire city to re-register. It was a somewhat rare case of progressives eating their own. But such was the corruption of the Daley administration in Chicago. It's also interesting that in 2016, Democrats act as if asking someone to bring an ID with them to the voting booth is akin to bringing back slavery. To them, it's racist and suppressing the vote. But in the early 1960s, the entire city of Chicago had to go through the disenfranchising hassle of re-registering in order to be able to exercise their voting rights. And it was the darling of the left, Saul Alinsky, who forced that decision from the Illinois governor with his tactics. Alinsky himself was unapologetic about the controversial tactics he used. His belief was that the ends justify the means. And in 1967, on William F. Buckley's TV show, Firing Line, Buckley confronted him about the tactics he employed. You actually want to organize the poor, and you want to cause them to demand things. And you seem to be utterly uh, either unconscious, or if not unconscious, at least insensible to uh, the normal niceties of approach. When you want something, you simply want it. That isn't my wanting. Well, when you figure out they want it, yeah. Now, uh, for instance, uh, you were perfectly prepared, as I understand it, to close down City Hall a while ago in Chicago. Just send wave after wave of people there just to close it down. Make it impossible for the mayor to go in or the mayor to go out or the sheriff to go in the sheriff to go out. And you have been involved in so many of these things, I'm trying to remember what that, one was, that was. Woodlawn, yeah. And you were perfectly prepared to cause a tremendous amount of commotion out in the suburban areas where landlords uh, live, so as to force the neighbors, as you put it, themselves to put pressure on the delinquent landlords to make those reforms. Well, that was pure pragmatism. Those people only do the right things for the wrong reasons. <clears throat> and I wanted to get the white neighbors to put the pressure on their white slum landlord in order to get rid of the Negro pickets that were in the, 
that were in the community. They weren't yeah. doing it for yeah. uh, equality. Yeah. Buckley Press. That, that, that once, once again, it seems to me that you obtrude into the discussion your own essential uh, uh, cynicism. That's not cynicism, that's realism. No, Buckley, it isn't. That's, oh, no, it isn't. No, I know a lot of people do things they don't want to do at all. And they do them simply because they think it's the right thing to do. Uh, I'll introduce you to some, if you like, um, uh, later on. Are they all conservative? <clears throat> no, they're of every stripe. A lot of them are liberals, some of them are radicals, some of them are communists. Then, in this meeting of the minds, Buckley used Alinsky's own words against him. Uh, can I quote you exactly? Quote, There is no evolution without revolution, and there are no revolutions without conflict, and this is the line which separates liberals from radicals. Where'd you get that? Harper's. Right. I'll show it to you if you like. No, I'll, the, uh, I'll buy it. Then. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, do, 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 isn't this once again one more expression of your belief that uh, what progress is made is made by some sort of a Hegelian sense of controversy, conflict, antithesis, and so on. Uh, you, you just finished discussing the fact yeah. that there exists in Chicago now something that is substantially better than was there five, six years ago. Yeah. And then you say, uh, don't you understand the reason it came into being was because of the Woodlawn uh, operation. And sure, the Woodlawn operation involved conflict. It necessarily had to. And I'm asking whether or not progress can't be made without uh, a No, I, I don't believe so. I, I think that the most insidious, the most subversive uh, force that has ever entered the American scene has been what I would call Madison Avenue public relations, middle class moral hygiene, which has made the word conflict a nasty word. And controversy a very nasty word. So the people are fired off a mass media for well, controversy. But, but don't you think that reason... Well, I, 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 obviously, uh, I have a stake uh, in, in, uh, in the toleration of controversy. But uh, I want to ask you this. Uh, uh, can't one achieve progress by reason? Or, or m must it be by a conflict of force? Even on the basis of reason, the moment you come up with a new idea, it promptly challenges the prevailing sacred power of the older idea, and you've got a conflict going on. I think that controversy is a matrix of everything creative that comes out of life. As Buckley continued to push Alinsky on his notoriously nasty way of doing business, which often involved innocent bystanders who had nothing to do with the issue being sucked into the dispute. Buckley tried to understand whether Alinsky believed that change could possibly be brought about some other way. Alinsky attempted to apply one of his techniques, attempting to divert the conversation and embarrass Buckley during the interview. We got, uh, we got uh, 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 Medicare in this country, and we got, as a result, of a lot of discussion. Now, uh, uh, might, mightn't uh, Alinsky uh, students have felt that you'd need to shoot a few doctors or let a few people uh, die for lack of medical attention before you'd have the kind of conflict that's necessary to midwife Medicare? And I'm asking, why Probably can't you I've have... I've been fascinated by your eyes in previous shows I've watched, Anna. Will you look at me and tell me whether you believe what you're saying? That, well, of course, no. I, what I'm trying to do is, is extract from you uh, disbelief uh, in what people understand you to be believing. But perhaps because you, I'm, I'm terribly refreshed that you're constantly shocked that people uh, at, at, at quotations I throw at you of things you've well, said. I'm, not I'm delighted. I'm, no, I'm, this I'm, was great I'm progress. Just, I'm just threatening some of the misquotations. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, if, if you're saying, therefore, that conflict is what we're doing right now then I agree with you that conflict is, is probably necessary to the changing of any point of view. But most people understand you to be saying something much more uh, Yeah, and wh sticky. What, what they're understanding is closer to it than just uh, our discussion. 
I don't want to. I don't want to get a pass, yeah. take a pass on. Yeah. I'm saying very, very unreservedly that all progress comes as a response to a threat, and the reaction to the threat is when you get progress. I'm saying that uh, that all actions of history have come that way. That's it doesn't necessarily have to be violence. Why, why? But that's well, not true. Note what Alinsky just stated there. Quote. It doesn't necessarily have to be violence, though. Close quote. This was the hero and exemplar of so many on the left today, including Barack Obama and Hillary Rodham Clinton. But like Alinsky, today's radicals are unapologetic about these tactics. Instead, they accuse those on the right, Tea Party members, or as mentioned earlier, the Koch brothers, of being dangerous and potentially violent. Next time, how can America deal with the Alinsky radicalism it faces today? Glenn Beck. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com.